sitcom cinema, the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film. We're just recording, I just hit it. Hello everybody and welcome to episode four of Sick on Cinema. I am one half of your beautiful co-hosting team, John. Now he's bald. Bald John. Bald John. It's going to be a meme now. Bald John. And you are? I'm Matt. (laughs) (laughs) So welcome to episode four. I did not do anything I should have done before I turned this thing on. Oh no. So how you been Matt? (laughs) Uh, I could be better. I'm struggling with school. <laughs> there you go. Um, what are we talking about tonight, though? We're talking about the Crumble Shack films. Ooh, Mr. Dustin Mills. Dustin Mills. We're, we're putting you on. We're putting you oh, I don't know what it's called. Dustin, we're putting you over. <laughs> we're putting you over. <laughs> we're giving you the recognition you need, which we're going to try to give you the recognition, but I don't know if we're going to be able to succeed. Uh, we'll try our best. Yeah. So, what I was trying to do uh, is we're on social media now. Yes. If you want to follow us on the old Twitters, <laughs> it's sick. Co- oh, oh sh- <laughs> whoa! <laughs> That's not it. Don't follow that. What would you say? I just like sick on cinema. That's not gonna get you anywhere. Okay. Twitter dot com slash sick on cinema. Or if you just want to do it a little easier, you can hit the search bar and hit at sick on cinema in those spaces, and there you go. You got it. Or you could do that. <laughs> <laughs> However you want to do it, whatever makes you feel better. <laughs> and as always, email us your questions, comments, and concerns at sickoncinema at gmail.com. Yeah. By God, I'm disappointed we didn't get none for this episode. I know we wouldn't. Wait, what? I said I'm disappointed we didn't get none for this episode. No. I knew we wouldn't. Uh, but come on, people. Get them in. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I like how we did that on Simultaneous uh, slippage. <laughs> Not there. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, I want to I wanna shout a movie out real quick before we get into Mr. Dustin Mills' works. I okay. watched it today. It's a film called Androgynium. Interesting name. Uh, it's basically about a guy who works for this like crime organization. Yeah. Kind of double-crosses him. <laughs> right? Yeah. He's also a sex addict. Uh, so he's a uh, nymphomaniac. A nymphomaniac. Yes. Uh and when he can't get laid outside of prostitutes, he chops his wiener off. <laughs> <laughs> and then it becomes almost like a gay love story between him and this guy. And it is very, very good. Does this guy never hear of Tinder or something like that? Uh, hey, well, you know, he tries once and he cuts his dick off. Oh, well. <laughs> well. <laughs> but it's called Androgynum. And right now at GrindhouseVideo.com, which is a great company out of Tampa, I think Tampa. It's out of Florida. I know that much. It's somewhere in Florida. Um, Florida, man. <laughs> uh, you can get it for like $5. It's on oh, sale. Wow. I highly, highly recommend it. Very good movie. Just wanted to shout that out at the top because uh, why not? <laughs> I watched it and it was good and I recommend it. And I don't know if we'll ever, you know, get um, around to talking about it on the show. I don't have any movies to <laughs> recommend because I haven't really... This yeah, all you watched watch. is what we're reviewing. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um... Also, Pig Destroyer. I've been listening to a lot of Pig Destroyer. Shout oh, yeah. them out, too. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Pig Destroyer. Shout out, Mr. J.R. Hayes. Is that his name? Maybe. <laughs> R.J., I think, is his name, oh, actually. Yeah. He flipped it around a little eh, bit. That's all right. J.R., oh, my J.R., God. by God almighty. <laughs> all right. Star Belly. Stop. <laughs> he and had a family. 
<laughs> and no one gets that because a lot of people probably don't listen to them. I don't know. I feel like there's a big crossover between the movies we review and grindcore and death metal. Yeah. Oh, what are you, tra- what are you trying to say, John? Huh? You putting stereotypes on the people who listen to our podcast? No. Trying to say they're all metalheads and whatnot. There could be there could be people that watch Cannibal Holocaust and listen to Drake. I'm sure there is. <laughs> <laughs> Just the way you said it. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure there is people that watch Cannibal Holocaust <laughs> and love them some Wheezy. Wiz <laughs> Khalifa. I mean, uh, but whatever. I, I, but I would say that a large portion of horror fans are also <laughs> metalheads and like pro wrestling. Yeah, our fellow friend Jason, who also reviews movies. I don't know if he does it anymore. Nah, he don't do YouTube anymore. He's a big metal fan. Rain so. Architecto, his yep. album's coming out soon. Check it out. Check it out. Also, Horror Horror's Ball on YouTube has an album out with his new band, Sertalon. Sertalon, there you go. Check them out too. Yeah, EP. Heck yeah. I haven't listened to any of it. I, I need to. Either. I'm, going I'm to. sure it's great because we love those guys. Oh yeah, they're, they're all awesome. But let's get into someone else we love. All right. Dustin Mills. We, we, we putting you under the gun here, boy. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin is a independent filmmaker who... What the... was that? That's you. <laughs> you tried to deal with it. Um, scared the hell out of you. <laughs> Dustin Man. Mills is an independent filmmaker who was really, you know, came into the forefront of the independent world with such classics as... Uh, uh, Puppet Monster Massacre. <laughs> Puppet Monster <laughs> That sounded great. Puppet Monster Massacre. Focus. Okay. Um, Puppet Monster Massacre. Yep. Easter Casket. Oh, God, that movie's hilarious. Skinless. Which we might talk about. Oh, we're definitely going to cover that. <laughs> Kill That Bitch. This guy releases so many movies. He's been on a bit of a hiatus recently, but... Probably because he's working on stuff. He's working on... Like, if you see the list of stuff he's working on, it's insane. <laughs> he's also... A master of puppets. He really is. <laughs> we will be talking master about Master of <laughs> Master of Puppets. <laughs> I didn't want to sing too much of it because I feel like immediately get sued. <laughs> Banhammer. Well, Lars Lord, she's like, I think they saw, I think they sang our song. <laughs> Banhammer. Uh, anyway. So. But the Crumble Shack films are his more darker yes, films. They're, they're a little more perverse, a little more disturbing. Where movies like Easter Cassie, well, just they have dark imagery in it and whatnot, but a lot of it's goofy. Goofier, yeah, absolutely. Especially something like you know, the Puppet Monster Massacre. And yes, which was the first movie I ever saw of Dustin's. Yeah. And the first one I saw was Her Name is Torment, which we'll talk about later on. Yes, that's what we're going to talk about right now. Uh, we're doing the Crumple Shack films outside of Her Name was Torment. Yes. Because. It's going to become a trilogy. It's going to become a trilogy. Her Name, I know he's having some problems with the the shipping of mm-hmm. her name is torment to the uh, uh, Indiegogo crowd or Kickstarter yeah. one of the two, but I know as soon as that gets out, you know, well, Kickstarter is not very good anyway. So that's honest. true, and I don't know the problem, but he's trying to get it fixed. I know that much. So once those films get released, we're gonna do the her name was torment trilogy. Yeah, he's gonna be a name you're gonna hear quite frequent, probably. Absolutely. Um, but the films we're gonna review today are Apple Cart, yes, Black Heart, and White Hell. Snuff it. Snuff it. And the hornet's thing in the hell it caused. Good God. Oh, that scared the I know. piss out of we gotta, we're, we got to stop doing these in the daytime. Yeah. <laughs> There's all kinds of weird noises going on. As I said, whenever I get out of school. Yeah, this is going to be a whole lot easier. But I ain't editing this. I don't like editing. I like to keep it real. Yeah, keep it real. I, mean, I did cut it, some stuff out of the last episode, but whatever. Probably because <laughs> my friend decided to barge in on the door. Ask you why you weren't at school. Huh? Ask you why you weren't at school. <laughs> why weren't you at school? And I'm pretty sure I was at the doctor or something like that. <laughs> so, anyways, 
We're going to start in 2015 yes. with Apple Cart. Get your Apple notes in the right cart. place, boy. Your underwear did not land on the doorknob. That means we did my. <laughs> <laughs> that means just we did my. List. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible out of context. That's yeah. how we decided whose list we were going to do. We didn't have a coin to flip. Yeah, so he we threw his un- a bottle. So, so he threw his underwear at the door, and if it landed on the doorknob, we did his order. So we did mine because it didn't. <laughs> we're weird, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so Apple Cart. This is a very, very fascinating movie to me. It it's completely. Black and white. Black and white. It, Although, in the commentary for uh, Black Heart and White Hell, he says it actually isn't black and white. It's blue and gold. Don't know. It wasn't a joke, either. This is a real, like, thing. Are you serious? Serious. He used shades of blues and golds to create a black and white image. Okay. <laughs> I got very angry right then. <laughs> 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 I think it gives it a Thank more god dang dress. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was <laughs> an old meme there, Matt. Yeah, I don't. Um, I think uh, it gives a, you know, like a grittier yeah look to it than just your standard black and white. Yeah, and I could be wrong about that, you know. But pretty you, sure that's what he said, though. But we're talking about Apple Cart though, right now, though. Yeah, Apple Cart. <laughs> I think you're talking about the other one that we're doing right. No, no, this. no, no. Um, I'm talking about Apple Cart. Oh, because okay. he was saying the difference between the black and white and Apple Cart, and the black and white and black Cart and white hell. Oh, okay. Oh, God. <laughs> I got I got real triggered for a minute. <laughs> so Apple Cart is an anthology with four shorts. Four shorts. Each one are done in a silent film style. Uh, where uh, they and this is what's incredible too, because like the, all the actors, not only is it silent, which means they can't deliver dialogue. Which is very interesting. and They're all wearing masks. Mm-hmm. No facial expression. No facial expression. So it's all done through physical acting. I mean, the only thing that shows like, any like, expression is the eyes. Eyes, yeah. Yeah, that's and, a, uh, something important in this movie. Definitely maybe. shows uh, Dustin's team of actors and their oh, range yeah. and how good they all are. <laughs> Someone, another, can I give him another shout out real quick? Yeah, go for it. Brandon Salkill. Brandon Salkill. You are a talented man. Yes, and we'll get into that even more in Snuff It, for sure. And when we in the future when we do skinless as well, yeah. And uh, you know, might as well go ahead and get into it because the first segment is the sleepover. The sleepover, which stars Mr. Parker, Dave Parker. Yeah, yeah, I mentioned him in here too. Uh, Mr. Parker is a well-known horror YouTuber. Check him out too. He's a great. I mean, I've always I got a lot of my movie ideals from him. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he stars as a dad who has a wife and a daughter. We don't know if it's stepdaughter or not. I assumed it was blood relative, but yeah. it could be stepdaughter. But his wife is played by the also talented Allison Egan. Yes. And I didn't catch who played the daughters, but I think one of them is Haley Madsen, who's also very talented. Yeah. Um, basically, the the what you get here is, uh, the the dad, the father is a bit, a bit sexually attracted to his <laughs> his daughter and. Her friend who comes over to have a sleepover. Incest. And no. uh, the wife is jealous. Very in- interesting, but very nasty at the same time. Yes. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's the general, that's, that's the plot. That's just a straight plot. Yeah, that's the plot. Um, what I really liked about Apple Cart in general as a whole, but you know, but also the short, is it reminds me very much of like David Lynch, and not in just the yeah. surreal, weird style. Uh, Lynch likes to show a lot of like what goes on behind normal people's doors or yeah. quote unquote normal people. You know, like Blue Velvet's all about like the suburbia. 
mm-hmm. that on the outside everything looks perfectly normal and fine. But but when you get into a is that a bird? Yeah, it's a bird. That's a loud bird. Anyways, loud bird. When you get into you know what's going on behind the closed doors, things aren't always quite as nice and normal as yeah. you think they are. And I think that's the general ideal of Apple Card as well. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, all the scenarios in this movie, each segment comes from a family you would expect. Well, I mean, not. I mean, it, the way the movie looks, of course, we'll separate that from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know what you're talking about. Like each each family in all these, or every person seems like a normal person. And yeah, they're all doing the normal scenes. things. Yeah, it's like they're all you know. In this one, they're watching TV together. Just so happens that you know the dad is a bit pervy, pervy, creepy. Uh, I don't know if this is you know I don't know if Mr. Parker will ever listen to this or not. Eh, if he does, that's cool. But yeah, uh, he's a fantastic actor. Oh yeah, like he is great, and and I think he's om- I think he might be in every segment except for I think the one with the old man. No, 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 he is in that yeah, one. Yeah, he is. So I think he's in every segment in this. <laughs> like how he plays like the boyfriend <laughs> segment <laughs> makes me laugh. Oh yeah, we'll get to that. Oh, and he plays the dad in this one, and again, like to act behind masks seems like it would be impossible. Yeah. You know what I mean? To not be able to give dialogue, to not be able to emote with your face, to only tell your story with your body movements and your eyes. Yeah. You gotta be pretty dang good. And everyone oh, yeah. does a great job in this. And I do like you know, they, they do like exaggerating style of acting. Yeah. You know, like very silent film esque in their motions and stuff like that. I mean this is technically a silent film so with the, the crowd noises. The laugh track, which is another very interesting <laughs> choice. Um, the the awkward timing is hilarious. Yes, and it is funny, and but also too, it's like I think it's also very interesting, in that like I think it represents the audience. Yeah, you know the audience clamors. When we, you know why do we like horror movies? We like, you know, what do you, you know we just cheer when we see nudity. We cheer when we see violence. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's a real interesting take on that. I don't think Dustin's trying to say that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, it but just... I think he is like you know being like, here's me perverting. The things that we do, that people, that some audiences do, you yeah. know what I mean. So I think that's a real interesting touch with the laugh track. Uh, so we're gonna get into extreme detail with this one, or I don't want to spoil too much, but you know, like <laughs> the one scene that made me laugh really, really hard. I don't know why. Probably because the laugh track was on it. Was when the two lesbians <laughs> or the the daughter and. Mm-hmm. The girlfriend are, you know, doing their thing. Doing the deed. Yeah, and <laughs> and then the father just peeks from the corner and pulls his D out, and then the crowd starts cheering. <laughs> <laughs> That's laugh. interesting, too, is they cheer when the dad is doing the terrible things. Yeah. But when the mom is like, what are you doing? They boo. They boo, which is very interesting, you know? Yeah. Um. I Again... I don't know if Mr. Parker will ever listen to this, and I hope if he does, this isn't awkward, but I have seen Mr. Parker's dick. Why are you talking about this? So many times now. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. Like, yeah. I, I just wanted to point that out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the man is willing to get naked, and that's fine. I mean, good for him. But <laughs> it, it is a bit awkward. Like I I'm, just didn't expect you to be like, yeah, Mr. Parker's dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not, like, complimenting it or anything. Yeah. I'm not, like... Nice dick, Mr. Parker. <laughs> <laughs> nice long. It's no James Bell's dick. We'll get to that oh in a future God. episode. But <laughs> you go on about that for days. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> anyway. But, yeah, the sleepover, you know, of course things are going to happen at the end. You know, yeah. 
very much uh, in, in the – it reminded me a lot of, like, uh, cutting moments, Douglas Buck's cutting moments, which I don't think you've seen. Mm-mm, not yet. But it, it has, a, you know, tackles some similar themes of, like, being ignored and jealousy and how yeah. that kind of eventually plays out. Um, yeah, I really like the segment. I did, too. Uh, but we're going to go on to the second one. The Caretaker. The Caretaker, which Haley Madison is definitely the uh, caretaker. She's yeah. the nurse. Which this one is about a old man, a guy who hires a nurse to take care of his disabled. Is the old man Brandon Saulkill? No. Brandon Saulkill is the son. The son? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Or grandson. I don't, you know, again, well, whatever we, the case is. We just have to assume a lot of stuff because of the lack of any kind of dialogue. Yeah. But uh, he hires this nurse to take care of. Uh, this dad, granddad, whatever, grandfather, grandfather, something like that. Um, and let's just say the nurse isn't quite as good at caretaking <laughs> as you would like. She's a prick. <laughs> she is a prick. Um, this was the one where I started getting the real Lynchian vibe to it. Yeah, because it's like you know, it's truly like this should be an everyday normal scenario, mm. and it ain't. It's all messed up and janky and it's weird. It's all dark. Mm. Mm. Like, uh, this segment and the next one are probably the darkest, maybe? The, that, I'd agree. I think they're the two most disturbing. And in particular, I feel like the laugh track on this one makes it immensely more disturbing. Yeah. Because they keep like, <laughs> every yeah. time he does something horrible to her, or to him, I mean. Yeah. It's in particular, like, what well, the one that gets me the most is uh, uh, either peeing in his food. Ugh. And then slapping him and forcing him to eat it. Yeah. Or when she tears at his, uh... Oh, my God. His, uh, what's catheter. that thing called? Catheter, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. <laughs> brutal. It's very brutal. Um, the laugh track, I feel like, is used to its best extent in this one. Yeah. You know, of all the shorts, I think. Mm-hmm. Because it really, like, hammers home this mentality that audiences can have, you know. Yeah, and, uh... <laughs> a lot of times in my notes, by the way, I just like to point out that whenever I see Mr. Parker, I always put his name with like, like an exclamation point. There he is. Mr. Parker! Yeah, there he is. Instead of calling him Dave, Dave Parker, it's like, yeah. Mr. Parker! Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Parker. Um, this, you know, a film like this, it lives and dies by the storytelling. Yeah. Because there's no dialogue, there's no nothing like that. And if you don't tell the story visually well, you have problems. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. If you don't tell the story visually well, then you're dead in the water. But this one, like, there's never a point in the film where I'm like, "What's going on?" Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, I mean, a lot of the segments in this one, there's not a lot of like, "Oh, what's going on?" That's what I'm saying. It's like I'm never, I, even without dialogue, I'm never confused. Which proves how great Dustin is as a director and how great his cast is, and visually as a filmmaker. Oh as well. yeah, like he he has like he's one of the more cinematic indie uh, directors. Did you hear my gut? <laughs> No. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I picked it up. Bike my vocals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know, and it keeps your attention, too. Yeah. Because without, you know, like, that's another thing, too, is, like, it's, like, it's so quiet. You know? Also, I noticed, because this is the second time I've watched this one. Me, too. I enjoyed this one so much more this time around than I did the first time. The segment or the movie as a whole? The, the movie as a whole. Me too. Like, I liked it when I first saw it, but I actually end up, uh, like, really, really liking it this time. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was one of the best ones out of them all. Me too. Which, again, the first time I watched it, I was just like, meh. Yeah. 
Uh, anything else you want to talk about with uh, Caretaker before we move on to the next one? Uh, not really. Uh, the next one is Dad. Oh, my God. And this one is probably my favorite of all of them. Oh, yeah. And it's by far the most disturbing of them all, too. There's one thing about this one that I still agree with from the first time I watched it. Mm. But this should have been the last segment. Yeah, I do, way. too. I think I think it's the strongest. But I kind of understand why they went with the last Maybe. one, because there's that real nice cutting point in the last yeah. segment, you know. Uh, Dad, Brandon Salkill, is the father. Yep. Haley, Haley Madison? Is it Haley? I'm Maybe not, not sure. be. It may not be Haley. I can't remember. I looked at the credits and I should have wrote down, but I didn't. I I didn't pay I didn't pay attention to the credits to be honest. I didn't write so it down. Sal Kill is the dad and he has a daughter, and he's very devout Christian. Yeah, you get this through all the religious I not Except for he gets drunk. <laughs> he gets drunk, but I mean, like you know, we're not here to talk about religion or anything. But that's yeah. not too far from the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, not for everyone, but for some people, you know. Yeah. Uh, and his he. He's very abusive to his daughter, and then his daughter, his daughter's uh, dating a guy, Dave Parker, Dave Parker, <laughs> Mister Parker, and uh, she gets pregnant. Yeah, and then from there things only get darker worse and worse, worse. <laughs> <laughs> until a very vicious finale, heartbreaking finale. Oh yeah, uh, this one is the most emotional for me. Mm. Like, the caretaker I find to be a little bit more just because it's like, you know, even though it's not actually an old guy, it's just a guy in a mask pretending to be an old guy. You feel... You feel for the guy because he's so, like, he's he, he can't do anything. He's helpless. Yeah. So it's a little more like, oh, this sucks. That's disturbing, you know? But this one is like... It's dark. It's dark. It's deep and dark, you know? It's very disturbing. And it's quiet. There is no laugh track until like, no. the very end of this one. I, w- I didn't think there was any at all. Yeah, very end of it, there's a laugh track part. But... Other than that, it's completely silent. No dialogue, no laugh track, no music. It's just silent. Silent. And I think it works so well. In a lot of ways, like how I feel like no soundtrack works for I Spit on Your Grave. Yeah. Where sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it makes it boring. Mm-hmm. But in certain films, it the silence actually draws you in. And this is one of those, you know, where mm-hmm. uh, like it, it only like makes it more captivating. Because you could do nothing but watch what's unfolding. Yeah, and as I said, this this segment it, it gets to you pretty bad, mm-hmm. especially with, like how things unfold. Of course, we're not going to say exactly what happens. Well, I mean, you can kind of guess. You know, these are not like these stories aren't inherently like you know they're not reinventing the wheel. No, but Dustin's giving a take on them that's different. That's of his own, which is something that he does very often in his films. Yeah, and you gotta give him credit for that. Absolutely, because like if you look at like something like Skinless, Skinless mm-hmm. is like the fly. Yeah. But it's Dustin Mills' take on it. You know? It's Dustin Mills' the flaw. <laughs> Which makes it so much, it makes it more original, even though it's a story that, you know, that it's been done before, but it doesn't, but yeah. he can do things like that and, and make them his own. I mean, if you think about one of the other movies I've ever watched, Hornet's Thing, I mean, it's another take on the serial killer, like. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but it's a, a completely unique and different way of doing of it, it. You know, uh, one of the most powerful images in this segment is the cracked mask. It's yeah. the only time he does it in this movie. And it's and it works so well. So well. Um and it's just it's so well done. It's so crazy how like it's completely silent yet works completely. Like there's no there's never time where I'm like, What's happening? What's going on? I understand every beat. Yeah. And I understand all that's going on and it's emotionally affecting. And within this segment honestly this might be like to a lot of people, this might be a little bit of an over exaggeration, but 
It's almost like he captured magic on film, the way he directed it. He really did in this one in particular. Like, in my notes here, I put, great job, Mr. Mills, that's some good filmmaking. And that's the truth. Yeah. It's just just classic. He's very creative. Very creative. And the ending, man, I mean, without giving things away, it's, I mean, the only way to describe it is tragic. Yeah. You know, because you even get to the sense that this dad, like, yeah, he's abusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's an alcoholic. But deep down, you know. He does love his daughter. Exactly. So that when these things start to unfold the way they do, he's not necessarily sympathetic in, you know, his actions, but he's sympathetic in his regret. Yeah. You know. Because, again, I'm not going to say what happens, but whenever everything does unfold, he's like, oh, God, what have I done? Exactly. And you get that without anything. Yeah, and it, it, it's insane. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic segment. Dad is worth the price of admission alone. Oh, yeah. Not to mention the other two good segments before it mm-hmm. and the one after it. <laughs> All right, are we moving on? Or? We'll move on. I think we've uh, covered that one pretty well. We filleted well. that one verbally enough, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think we gave that one the nice, we gave nice it the rub. rub. We put it over. <laughs> to use some more wrestling terminology. God dang. People are probably tired of that. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> you know you're a mark when you use wrestling terminology yeah. outside of uh, wrestling. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, let me show you something is the last segment. And this one uh, is about a guy who works at some kind of factory. Yeah, some kind of factory. Like, it shows the factory. Like, it's probably like uh, stock sto- footage. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty. And it it's cool looking well. stock footage, oh, yeah. And. It's just like some old, it's just some old factory and whatnot. Yeah, and uh, there's a girl that's there that he likes a lot, and day after day he's kind of looking at her and being like, uh, you know. And then one day he... His buddy, who he plays cards with every day, is like, yo, ask her out. Mm-hmm. Asks her out. She says no. His buddy's like, hey, we going to come back and get some drinks and something later since that didn't work out? And he's like, yeah, sure. And he gets there. They go upstairs. He's like, oh, and without saying anything, he's like, oh, let me show you something. Yeah, and then let's just say there's a surprise that you probably easily can figure out. Yeah. What's going on. Uh, you know, it's one of those stories, too, where it's like everyone can relate to the main character. Yeah. Everyone's been there. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the way he acts towards his friend, like how annoyed he is, it's it's so hilarious, and I can relate to it a lot. <laughs> 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 like, like he's just like just brushing him off, like go away, like, leave me on, alone. Man. Like, like I like you, you're yeah. cool, but stop. But come on, <laughs> give me a break. <laughs> like I'm tired of being nudged by you. <laughs> yeah, just chill. I don't want to play cards today. <laughs> I... Stop trying to fake fight me. <laughs> <laughs> stop it, dude. Just stop it. Get some help. <laughs> oh, meme. <laughs> God. Uh, Mr. Parker, he's back. He's the yep. friend in this one. He does, again, he does such a good job. He's got such a manic energy about him that comes off very well. Yeah. You know, and when the big reveal happens upstairs, you know, yeah. there's like this like, you know, like, whoa. You know, that's not, I mean, you kind of know where it's going. Yeah. But it doesn't change the fact that it's like, that's messed up, you know. Yeah, like, I think if like, this was like the first segment and you didn't know what you were getting yourself into, you'd probably shock you a little more. Maybe, but. yeah. Again, this is Dustin's choice of where he put everything at. Yeah. I'm sure, and I'm sure there's a reason why he chose the place for every segment yeah, as well. Yeah, I think well, it works you know? very well, though. The lighting in the attic is really good. Oh, yeah. Like, Dustin understands lighting better than a lot of independent filmmakers, yeah. myself included. <laughs> Which I wouldn't consider myself an independent filmmaker, but I have made a few short films. Yeah. And, uh, then you you guys had, like, ideas for an actual full-length film. Oh, absolutely, but, you know, that ain't... 
we ain't talking about that right now. <laughs> but he understands lighting better than a lot of them do, you know? Oh, yeah. And it makes such a big difference. Um, What else you want to say about Let Me Show You Something? Well, something I can say about all the segments as a whole, there's a lot of masturbation. <laughs> there is a lot of masturbation, a lot of nudity, yep. but that's just that's just Dustin Mills. Yeah. You know. Some of you gotta, so if you got kids at home, don't watch this with them. Oh, Please don't. We're 30 minutes in. We're going to have to. Oh, we, oh really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, We have God. talked about Apple Cart. All right, moving on. <laughs> quite a bit. Not that we want to rush everything. We want to take our time and talk about, you know, the movies that they in the way they deserve to be talked about. Well, to be fair, this is four movies. It is. Four shorts, you know. I mean, I wouldn't say they're all shorts. I mean, short first, I mean, oh, you're talking about four films? Yeah. Four oh, films. okay, okay, okay. I thought um, you meant Apple Cart. No. I was like, yeah, it's four short films. I was like, well, why wouldn't I call them short films? No. That's what they are. <laughs> um, Black Heart and White Hell is a short. Yeah. Which you know we've talked. I mean, I think we've talked enough about Apple Cart and how great it is. Yeah. And you know, it's not going to be for everybody. Of course not. Some people, some people are going to watch it and be like, I don't like this. I don't get it. I don't understand. I mean, I, I mean, in my opinion, I'm just like, I don't know what there isn't to understand. Well, yeah. I, me too. But, you know, I don't want to make fun of anybody for different opinions in film. And some people, like, I think yourself included have said this a few times, you're not the biggest fan of silent films. No, I'm definitely not, you know. Which, I've, I've tried. I appreciate it. You know, I like, I like Cabinet of Dr. Caligari a lot. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just not something that interests me. But this film does. This film is great. Yeah, it's very good. But anyway, moving on. Moving on. Staying in 2015 with a short film from The Crumple Shack. Made in like four days, I think he said. Yeah, something like that. It was done in a weekend, basically. Yeah. Uh, a Black Heart in White Hell. This is a 30-minute short film starring someone that I can't remember her name, and I feel bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> but also Sal Kill, uh, Parka, <laughs> and you know the regulars. Basically, it's about this girl who, at the very beginning of the film, we see her kill herself. Yeah. No spoiler. That's just what happens. Yeah, that's, there's not really any spoilers in this one. It's think. tough because, like, it's a short film. Yeah. But, yeah, is there really any spoilers in this one? I don't think so. I think it's more of an experience film than it is, like, yeah. shocking. Like, whoa, I can't believe that happened. <laughs> yeah. And um. uh, she wakes up in this white room. Yeah. And from there, uh, we start to get visions of who she is and what she's done and why she might be stuck in this purgatory. This pur- purgatory or hell, whatever hell, you call yeah. it. Hell, um, yeah. I like, uh, you know, right off the bat, when I was watching it, there's a lot of imagery at the front of, like, giving birth. Yeah. And, like, babies. And I was watching it, and I was like, well, maybe this has something to do with... A miscarriage or... Miscarriage. Or, abortion. Yeah. And I think you thought the same thing. Yeah, at first I did, and then it started to escalate. And as I was watching the film, I was like, I don't... You know, that's the only thing that really kind of ties that in. Mm-hmm. And then, then I was kind of like, you know, well, what is you know, what is that? But when I watched the commentary with Dustin Mills, you know, he was talking about, like, even if it was a guy in that room, mm-hmm. he would have to birth something out of him. Oh, okay. Like, the room required something from him. <laughs> and like the way he describes it is like because like then you start to get like the idea of uh, I don't someone try to call me that I have no caller ID but whatever um, you know you get this idea that like she has done things in her life that are you know she's killed people yeah <laughs> no it's not scared uh, yeah let's not try to walk around it she's mur- she's a murderer she's a murderer Murder! <laughs> and that like she birthed this thing out of her 
to get rid of it, to yeah. redeem herself. And However, when she refuses to pay the price, because like, she starts to throw up the murder weapons that she used yeah. to uh, kill the people. When she refuses to take her punishment, the room punishes her with the thing that she birthed. Yeah. And it's it's very interesting. It's a very interesting film. Um, I will say, the one thing I don't like about the film, I do feel it's a, a, a wee bit repetitive. What is that? What do you mean? Like, what, what do you think is repetitive? Um, I mean, it's like... And, like, I, it's not that it's a bad thing, inherently, but it is, like... I just think that certain things just go on, like... And, like, I think you did a good enough job, but it is, like... She kills herself, wakes up. She kills herself, she wakes up. She oh, kills herself, yeah. wakes up. And it's not inherently a bad thing. Yeah. You know, it's just something I felt could have... I mean, I don't know. I don't know how else she would have... Uh, how else she would have pulled that off, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I can see where you're coming from, but I just saw it as... It's like an endless cycle. Yeah, that's true, too. Um, This one features some of Dustin's puppeteery work. Yes, and he's so good at it. His puppets are awesome. <laughs> yeah, and this one—it's hard to even tell. It's a like a puppet. It just looks like something. Well, he blends CG and practical uh, in a way that some mainstream films don't do. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he has this knack for like, you know, creating something, superimposing it in, and even adding to it. Yeah. With effect, with a uh, digital effects, and it working. And looking more real, where a lot of indie filmmakers that try to go digitally fail miserably. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I've seen plenty of cases where it's like, should went practical, digital, should always went practical. Yeah, because even if it's a low budget practical effect, it looks a lot better than Adobe After Effects. So if I'm not mistaken, this is also the second movie on this list that has barely any dialogue. There's like no dialogue other than like there's a song in a Betty Boop cartoon. <laughs> yeah, which I like. <laughs> yeah, it it works very well. Um, the 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 lead she does a fantastic job. I feel like. Oh yeah. I mean, I think that was like one of the first times she's ever acted. Really. Mm-hmm. She did, she did a great job. Yeah, she did a really good job. Mr. Parker again. <laughs> God dang. Sal Kill and uh, Jeremy and I can't remember his last name. <laughs> Poor Mr. Parker. Every movie he's in, he's got to get naked and gets murdered. I don't think he gets naked in this one, though. No, he just gets murdered. Yeah. <laughs> he gets the... Yeah, he gets a hammer to the head. Uh, it's unfortunate for him. Old hammerhead. <laughs> <laughs> old hammerhead. <laughs> old hammer toes. Oh. Someone came into work the other day and was like, I got hammers on my toes. I was like, what the hell does that mean? He's on crack. He probably was, but <laughs> anyways... So, you know, there's not a whole lot else to talk about with Blackheart, really. Um, but you go ahead and talk about some of your notes, too. So, I mean, I feel like I've controlled a lot of this oh, episode. I don't, think, I don't think you've controlled it at all, but... Something I've noticed is she vomits out this weird, like, stringy stuff. Yeah, and I actually know what that is. What is it? It is dyed ramen noodles. Really? Yes, because I thought the same thing. I was like, that is fantastic. And in the commentary, he talks about how it was uh, ramen. It looked like either like chewing tobacco, or chewing tobacco. <laughs> what kind of chewing tobacco are you looking at? <laughs> like some stringy like chew stuff that people that chew at the school. And it's disgusting. <laughs> I'm not sure that's tobacco. What in the world? 
Because I thought it looked more like worms than it did chewing tobacco. The other thing it looked like to me was in the silly string. Mm. It looked like silly string, but black. Yeah, he uh, he boiled the ramen noodles and added black food color into the boiling water, and it absorbed it. That's so cool. It looks great, you know? Because <laughs> I was like, what is that? Like That looks so cool. <laughs> I swear to God, John. The people that you chewing tobacco, that's all stringy and nasty. My, one of my friends at school that I've known pretty much my entire life, he's like, he's like, you want some? I was like, no, this is disgusting looking. It looks and he's like, like oh! more. And he pukes out a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've seen this before. Good old hammer hand. <laughs> 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 my brother says it all the time, it cracks me up. So. got hammer toes. <laughs> yeah, hammer toes. And, anyway, are we moving on? Keep going. Oh, okay. Keep doing your thing. I mean, I mean that's pretty much it. Oh, that's <laughs> all I got. <laughs> Chewing the bag. Uh just to uh, you know, wrap it up, the puppet is awesome. Oh yeah. The effects are cool for I mean like I like the white room. Oh wait, uh, yeah, that's something we didn't talk about is the white room that she's in. I swear to god, my hand's drooping. You got droopy arm. It's <laughs> 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 kind of rare middle medical condition. <laughs> He's got the droop. <laughs> You got that droopy hand. <laughs> He's been chewing too much tobacco. <laughs> droopy tobacco. Yeah, Black Art and White Hell is a cool short film. Check it out. Check it out. Uh, we're mm-hmm. actually going back a year. <laughs> we're going back in time. To 2014. Starring Mr. Brandon Salkiel. Oh, yeah. Snuff it. Oh, my God. Now, this film has a very interesting plot. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta kind of stretch your imagination a little bit. Oh God! Rip. In a we live, it's a world where humans and puppets coexist. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure don't they don't they call them puppet Americans? So I think so, <laughs> which is fantastic. Yeah, um, made me laugh pretty hard. So puppets are real and puppets are alive and they live alongside humans. Yeah, and there's a man whose name is Helmet. Helmet. What's his Full name? I don't remember his full name. I but remember helmet. helmet. Yeah. Who is a radical <laughs> puppet hater? Puppet hater. <laughs> it just it just sounds great. He, he's he's a radical puppet hater. <laughs> yeah. Who becomes a terrorist through you know his acts of violence? Yeah. Against these puppets, who leads a group known as the Flame. The Flame. In, in their quest to eradicate. Puppets, <laughs> just like KKK and black people and Jews, and <laughs> they are about with puppets. Oh, also, can I mention, can I mention something right quick? Yeah, go ahead. His mask is Kermit the Frog. It's it's a frog mask, yes. yes. And he eventually meets this girl through the flame message board who wears a pig mask, and it's great. So it's Miss Piggy and Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, that was they, a nice touch. Yeah, it was a very nice touch. Uh, he also, another nice touch is, he, the, do you know what book he's reading from? <laughs> it's the Mein Kampf. It's Mein Kampf. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, like, if, if if puppets are a race of people, then, yeah. and then it it works, you know? Justin's a genius. <laughs> Justin is a genius. He, little details like that is what makes his stuff so good. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, first of all, man, the concept of Snuff It is fantastic. <laughs> By the way, I, I put some in my notes, and it still makes me laugh a little bit. I feel like... This guy probably watched Puppet Master and grew a lifelong hatred for puppets. <laughs> yeah. He's like, God dang. Oh, I'm scared of I puppets. I can't believe them puppets are killing people. I gotta kill them. <laughs> Just watching Sesame Street and seething hate. 
And he's like, one. Ah, ah. And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, Watching the Muppets. Good. <laughs> God, I hate, I hate freaking Waddy, Waddy <laughs> Bear. <laughs> what? what? I meant to say Fozzie Bear, and I said Waddy Bear. <laughs> Waddy Bear. <laughs> Waddy, 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 you hear a funny age joke. <laughs> God dang it. Sounds like the guy from uh, um, uh, Chowder. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, the concept of this film is just crazy. Yeah, it's and, crazy, but I love it. And it's done as like video diaries, so it's kind of found footage-ish. I think that's what it's supposed to be. But it's more steady than your normal found footage. Like it's yeah. not your. It's it's set more like a documentary. Yeah, which, presenting this footage. Which oh. is one thing, because if this documentary was real, they would not show the footage of the actual, like... Murders. Murders. Which is something else about the Poughkeepsie tapes. That's true. <laughs> but, um, so, you know, automatically, Bran Salkiel is such oh a good actor. He does so good in this role of this, like, radical, racist, racist, puppet-hating, but also calm, <laughs> cool, collected, and charming yeah. Which is how those people get people to join them. Which, it, oh god, this, this movie's so fun. I, I've, I've got my mic to my mouth, John. You were like that. You were very close to yours. So the very first thing is like he captures this puppet, <laughs> kills him, and then performs an autopsy on him. Yeah, which, the only problem I have with this scene, it goes on pretty long. I, exact same. It's cool, and I also really like that, like, the puppet's organs are, like, gelatin. Yeah, it's, like, this plastic. Like, it reminds me of his, I don't know if anyone remembers these, but it was, like, these plastic candies. Like, you bite the top of them off and drink the juice out of them. Yes. That's what it reminds me of. And uh, the heart is, like, a Valentine heart. Yeah. It's shaped like a Valentine, and he's like, this is interesting. (laughs) You know? But it does go on a bit long, and there's another scene, too, later on, which is a puppet sex scene. Again, hilarious. Oh, God. just goes on a bit too long. It, it goes on forever. But yeah. <laughs> get, get, oh, God. I can't wait to talk about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, and, you know, an interesting thing is even though these are, uh, these they're, they're puppets. Yeah. It's still, like, it's still kind of disturbing, some of the kills, yeah. man. <laughs> oh, my God. Can, can, I, can I mention a funny story? Oh, go right ahead. There's a kill in this movie. I'm not going to say what it is, but... It involves with a puppet exploding. Oh my god, that scene is horrible. Oh. It's so horrible. When, when I was watching it, and one of my friends walked in, and, I, and you, you just hear, Can I go home now? And then BAM! <laughs> and he, he looks at the TV with eyes wide open and jaw dropped and starts laughing. I was like, It's so brutal. <laughs> I'll pledge allegiance to, to the flag. flag. It's like, This is so <laughs> horrible. Like, I know they're puppets, but still. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Fuck, like they're actual people. God dang it! <laughs> so there's like a, there's a couple characters outside of uh, Sal Kill's character. Yeah. One is Allison Egan, who is a porn star, who's also like a puppet activist. <laughs> Go ahead, Matt. Talk about the puppet sex scene. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> she's laid on. The, I guess was it a couch? It is a couch. And then a <laughs> puppet walks out with this giant like. <laughs> I laughed laugh so hard. And it is. It's really, really funny. It just it goes on yeah. a long time. After I laughed for about five minutes, I was like, okay. Okay, the joke's starting to get wore out. 
<laughs> All right, I'm done. But it's it is funny, and it is a oh, crazy yeah. image. And he's you know, of course, Helmet's pissed off about that because yeah. he's like, he's "How triggered. dare you? Yeah, crossbreed, <laughs> crossbreed with these puppets, these puppets, puppets." <laughs> 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 Oh God! Uh, that's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> um, another thing about the movie is like uh, his his sidekick, the girl, yeah, who eventually wears the pig mask. Yeah, I don't think she's a bad actress. No, but I do feel like she's the weakest actor in the movie. I do agree with that. Cause uh, I mean, when you're acting against someone like Sal Kill, <laughs> who is so good, yeah, you gotta bring your like. A game, and at times she comes off m- like she's acting. Yeah, she it comes off like she's trying too hard. Yeah, where Sal Kill is just like he's just so natural at what he does. Yeah, you believe him as a puppet hater. <laughs> puppet hater. Minecraft <laughs> ring puppet hater. How many times have we said that now? Puppet hater. Puppet. Hater. He's a puppet hater. <laughs> he hates puppets. <laughs> he's not a master of puppets. He he's a hater of puppets. <laughs> he hates he hates those felters. <laughs> felters. Oh, I just made that up. Racist term for puppets. Felt. <laughs> Felters. <laughs> there you go, put it in the dictionary. <laughs> well, I guess racist terms are not in the dictionary. No. <laughs> no, they're not. Uh, another cool aspect of it is, like, they show, like, the videos that Helmet posted to the message board, mm-hmm. and they're in color. But the private videos are all black and, black white. and white, which is cool because it shows this, you know. Other side of yeah, the story. Yeah, other side of the story. This love story between two crazy people who hate puppets. <laughs> Uh, the home invasion scene, as we were oh talking about, my God. is brutal. There's one part that made me laugh. It's whenever they're chasing the parents and the little kids behind the, the dresser or whatever it is. Yeah. And it starts screaming. Yeah. It's brutal. Like, I know it's puppets. Yeah. But take it for, let's just say these weren't puppets. And these are people. These were people. Let's say these were Jewish people. And this was just a neo-Nazi. Yeah. Horrible. Heinous. Yeah. But puppets make you laugh. Yeah. <laughs> you can't help it. <laughs> it's kind of laugh where you're like, oh. It's like when he kills the old couple. Oh, man. <laughs> so horrible. So brutal. <laughs> and he's talking about how, like, oh, they were going to a, a people's church. Oh, my you God. Know? And it's like, Jesus Christ. Uh, there's a character. Over, uh, he's, a, he's a puppet liberator and an activist, Ernesto. Erne- oh, and what Ernesto. happens to poor Ernesto. Exactly what I wrote in my notes was poor Ernesto. <laughs> <laughs> what happens to him is terrible. We did when I put my notes about that scene. What? I said Brandon is a cruel bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and uh this all comes this actually does to come to like a twist ending. That you can you can put the pieces together. Yeah. You know, as 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 we go along. Um and uh there's a lot of build up to uh, a fake penis. Mm. They show it several times throughout the movie to you know. Yeah. To get you to be like... It's one of those foreshadowing yeah. things. But it's a good-looking fake penis. <laughs> uh, created by Marcus Cook. Marcus Cook. Effects master. Check him out, too. Oh, he's fantastic. We, we did a lot of shout-outs on this episode. Oh, because it's great. It's good stuff. All this <laughs> is good stuff. And there's a, some CG that is done really well and is actually really creepy and eerie-looking. The shovel. Well, that, too. <laughs> I'm not talking about the shovel. I'm talking about the twist ending. Oh, oh my God! That's so creepy looking. So Ooh. creepy looking. And it's done so well too. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was saying earlier is like, Mills just has this ability to blend CG and practical. He had ability to do a lot of things. And like I think him. it's because he understands that you can't go 100% CG and you can't go 100% practical. Yeah. What you doing? 
I about unplugged the mic. Don't unplug the mic. <laughs> and, you know, you can't go 100% CG. Because if you go 100% yeah. CG, it's going to look dumb. Yeah, it's going to look like... I think you can adjacent. do 100% practical. I know I just said you can't, but I think you can. Yeah. But sometimes blending practical and CG actually makes for better effects. Oh, yeah. When done right, you know? If you don't, if you just add, like, special, like, if you just use CGI, you're going to have, like, a Freddy vs. Jason, like, CG mess. A mess, yeah. And But you don't have the budget of Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, you're on yeah. shoestrings, and you're trying to do that kind of stuff. I mean, j- literally just about on shoestring budget is Dustin Mills when it comes yeah, to Yeah, I mean, like, I think probably a lot of his movies are made for under, you know, I know what he said, Black and Hurt and White Hell literally cost him almost nothing. Yeah. Like, he paid the actress and bought the supplies. That's it. Yeah. That's what went into that movie. Which is fantastic. That guy could it can make that good of movies with no money. Yeah, he, he's li- the definition of no budget films. We call him much. the Takashi Miike of uh, American independence. Yes, because he's so uh, productive. You know, he's so productive, so creative, and so overlooked. <laughs> exactly, he's very much like the much because Takashi Miike is like the most prolific director I've ever seen. Like that guy releases like oh, five yeah. or six movies a year, he's, he's and most insane. of them are good. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Mika is my favorite director of all time. Mm-hmm. And Mills is in, is in that same vein where it's like, he puts out so many movies, but they're good. Oh, yeah. They don't suck. Suck. <laughs> God dang. You, you know, like, that's that's the thing about Dustin Mills is, is it's not about how many movies he makes. It's about how many he makes and how good they are. Yeah. He puts, you know, care into each one of them, even though he's fast and gets them done. I feel like because where he's been on this brief hiatus when he releases these new movies, it's gonna be like spamming out new movies, just like yeah, just like in your face, in your face, in your face, <laughs> frisbees of just <laughs> new movie, new movie, new movie. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you want to talk about with snuff it before we move on? What you got in your notes, sir? I got in my notes here. What do you want to talk about? Um, just about like how I think we already covered this, but just about how good it is. It's just so creative. Yeah, it's very creative. You've never seen anything like it, you know? No, uh, this is definitely a movie that you'll, you'll probably only see from him. Mm-hmm. And I want a sequel. Yeah, I do too. We need to snuff it too, because we were talking about how awesome it would be if, like, because, you know, puppets are real, but all yeah. the puppets in the movie look like people. Mm-hmm. What about Muppets? What about Sesame Street style? Like, are these people real? <laughs> you know? Because that would be interesting to see his take on, like, like, on, like a kids TV show with these puppets. <laughs> that kind of thoughts, the kind of thought. What if these puppets are being controlled by puppets? What if Muppets are controlled by puppets? Oh. <sighs> that's a, that's a hitting of the joint. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like right my there. God. That's, that's times when you smoke a bowl or right you get thoughts <laughs> like that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's, that would be interesting. Though. I'd like to yeah. see, like, wh- what about Muppets? You know, he covers puppets. You mm-hmm. know, regular people looking puppets. What about a Muppet? You know, what's, what's Helmet's thoughts on Muppets? Very interesting, but I guess we're moving on. Uh, we can keep talking, no matter. Uh, I mean, we don't want to rush through too much, you know. A lot of my notes is just like things about the movie that I wrote down, just a bunch of like what happens. Happen. Yeah, that's not much of notes. <laughs> that's like an Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, commentary. You ever watch an Arnold Schwarzenegger commentary? <laughs> no. He literally just describes what's happening. <laughs> He's like, uh, this is the scene where I shoot the man. I, and it's like, yeah, I can see that, Arnold. How did it, well, how did you make it? Nah, I love this scene here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I got to do better at that, huh? <laughs> I'm just messing with you, Matt. All right. So last but not least, 2014. 
We didn't go back any farther. All four of these movies were released within a span of a year. Which is insane. Insane. The Hornet Sting and the Hell It Caused. Which right off the bat, I would like to say how awesome that title is. It's very long. and It reminds me of like an old school like Jalo. Jalo, yeah, yeah. It really does. <laughs> Uh, that's what I thought it was supposed to be when I first heard the title. I was like, oh, is this like a Jalo? <laughs> all the colors in it remind me of Jalo, too. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. A lot of pinks. Blues. Pinks and blues and pale. Pale so, colors. The Hornet Sting and the Helicaust. I guess that's I guess that's one problem with the title. One problem with the title. It's a little longer. It's all right. It's, no, it's no longer than, what is it, a... Uh, your vice is a locked room and only I have the key God. or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs> that crazy-ass title. But anyways, um, we have... A photographer. Yes. Who brings in these actresses and models from who, you know, kind of have like storied pasts and who probably won't be missed too much. Yeah. And let's not beat around the bush and just let's just get to the point. She takes pictures of them while she's torturing and murdering them. And murdering them. It's snuff photography. Yeah. Which we have plenty of movies about snuff films. Yes. This is one of the only ones I can think of about snuff photography. Yeah. Which I think is awesome ideal. Very very good ideal. And so eventually he gets this one girl who she wanted to have a lesbian encounter. That's what it was. And uh kidnaps her, brings her back and tortures her and f- photographs her and does all the things she wants to her pretty much. Mm-hmm. Until and we'll just leave it there. Until dot dot dot. <laughs> By the way, another good note I wrote here is, this is why you shouldn't answer modeling jobs on Craigslist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it, it is like a lot of independent filmmakers use Craigslist to find, mm. you know. Which is very ironic. It is very ironic, you know. Um, but I think a lot of Dustin's is probably his friends and stuff. It is, but he also uses, but I don't think he uses Craigslist. I think he uses no. like a like a modeling kind of thing. Yeah. Where it's like a Craigslist, but for actors and stuff, yeah. you know. Uh, you know, this is shot very voyeuristic. Like, a lot of the movie is shot through the lens of the camera. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole first of the movie. Which has seems Also, the soundtrack. The soundtrack's really good on this. It is very good. Was this one done by somebody, or was this another Kevin McLeod MCOM tech thing? I'm not sure. Because I know he does use a lot of Kevin McLeod music. Yeah. Who, Kevin McLeod, you know, I've used the guy's stuff for some of my short films. Shout out to Kevin McLeod! <laughs> the dude does good work, and he gives <laughs> it away for free as long as you credit him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, you can't ask for anything better, you know? Um, I'm not sure if someone did it or not. The soundtrack is really, really good. Yeah, the opening sequence is very disturbing and it's a bit long, but I like it. Yeah, I think I, it works. I, I definitely like. And it. again, a boy, <laughs> Mr. Parker, Mr. Parker back, dick out. He's <laughs> <laughs> at Harambe. Oh, dead meme. You talk about dead memes. <laughs> <laughs> Usually a damn Harambe joke. By the way, until it comes up May twenty eighth, right? What? The anniversary of the death of that gorilla. I know we're talking about Hornet State and Helicopters, but I would like to like to point out that someone had a lawn ornament that was a dick with a gorilla head that said dicks out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my pretty God. Pretty sure he had to take it down, but it was pretty funny. Oh, that's great. Um, but, yeah, Mr. Parka, again, he's such a... <laughs> that's not what I was going to talk about. <laughs> I was going to talk about how good of an actor he is and how well he emotes in this film well, through yeah. his... Facial expressions. Anybody get to that? <laughs> like, you know, he starts, you know, re- you know, he starts, uh, like, resisting. Like, no, you know. <laughs> Leave me alone. And then he's broken. And then he's yeah. dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm broken. He's a broken man. <laughs> More references people won't get. <laughs> you know, this is a film that I feel like nowadays 
would be even, or maybe not nowadays, but like about a year ago. Yeah. When the deep web oh, man. became a phenomenon. Which it still kind of is. But not, but as, not as much. Now it's true horror stories. True crime and fidget spinners. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Don't you, don't you even make fun of fidget spinners when I can do this. I can't spin it real well with one hand. <laughs> spin this to the camera. Another camera. The camera. <laughs> there you go. Probably didn't hear that. You probably at did all, not but... hear that. That was probably a lame joke. But anyways, um, with the popularity of the deep web, I feel like uh, this movie could be even more popular now because it fits oh, right. Yeah. It, it feels like one of those like, you know, let's not meet subreddit yeah. stories. You know. <laughs> also, it reminds me of, like with the, the client list. It definitely reminds me of something like that. Yeah. Because on, like, forums, like, on the deep web that have all these horrible things. Quote-unquote. <laughs> well, let's be honest. A lot of the deep web is, is just... It's just, like, government documents and yeah. stuff. Or buying drugs and firearms. Yeah. Where a lot of this, like... Which, there is a lot of, like, bad stuff on this oh, yeah. deep web. But you so get away with a lot on there. And the surface web, too. It just got more popular in the deep web because, like, people made up stories that weren't necessarily mm. true. <laughs> Which there are stories that are re- really true, and you can look up, look up, and find out for yourself. But, but I feel like this movie would actually like benefit from the deep web. Oh yeah, you know. Can you imagine if those beginning scenes were uploaded onto the deep people web? People no think context? it's real. People think it's real. Yeah, they're like, because <laughs> you can put anything on the deep web, and people think it's real. Some YouTubers with. With very low counts, so I was like, I found these videos on the deep web. Someone uploaded the end of American Guinea Pig. <laughs> Instead, it was God dang uh, Dafu Love, which is supposed Peter to be a Scully's child snuff film, and people thought it was. No, no it. But, anyways, triggered. so that's what I'm saying. You could post this, and people would be like, Yeah, this is real. Yeah. This is uh, deep web shit right here, Red Room. <laughs> Red Room, whoop. <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> we shouldn't be doing that about Red Room. <laughs> um,. The use of pinks in the movie, I I, I like a lot. Yeah, it like looks it. really nice. It's such a cool, like, because pink is kind of an underused tone in films. Yeah. Like, you know, you got your reds, you got your blues, you got your greens. Yeah. Pink, I mean, it is a red shade. Yeah. However, like, it's, it's a, it, it has a, it has a, its own distinct feel to it. Mm-hmm. An almost uh, sleazy feel. Uh, <laughs> in a way, yeah. Um, um, go ahead, I'll cut you off. By saying um, which I say way too many times. Um. um uh, <laughs> next time on South Pole Wrestling. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Keep going. Sorry. Oh uh, God, I remember what I was gonna say now. Oh, uh, so, uh, about the. I was gonna talk about the mask. Ah, uh, yes, the pink mask. Yeah. Which, which is that thing is probably so uncomfortable to yeah. wear. I wonder if he made it, or if he just I found a mask and he painted it pink. I don't think so. Oh, doesn't so creative. I don't. Yeah, I think he made it himself. Like I'm pretty sure he made those masks and snuff it. Yeah. You know. He probably made the masks in uh, uh, Apple Cart too. No, those are just your tip. I think those are just your typical white. Oh, uh, that he just and he just painted yeah. them. Which again, he still worked on. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, the mask is real cool. He's a very from scratch director. Mm-hmm. But um, and I think we might disagree on this a little bit. Personally, the lead killer, uh, the photographer, I actually think she does really well. Yeah, like I feel like, like I feel like she does a good job. It's just I have a little some problems with her acting here and there. Mm-hmm. And there's one thing that I caught on, but it's very small. You probably barely catch on to. Is this the scene where she first puts on the mask? It sounds like she doesn't have the mask on when she's talking. Yeah, 
And then later on, it sounds muffled. It's muffled, <laughs> yeah. But there's also, like, there's a lot of, like, troopy elements to it, too. Oh, yeah. A lot of, like, a lot of acidy scenes. I think at one point, she actually does does, does, does her. Oh, yeah. She you know. gives her an injection of something. And I really like the trippy imagery as well. Oh, yeah. Kind of breaks up what could be monotonous mm-hmm. of just, like, you know, torture, photograph, torture, photograph, torture, photograph. Yeah. It kind of brings it into, like, a, a surreal world to it a little bit, you know? Really blending things it. together like time and space just don't exist. Because um, you're all doped up. Yeah. <laughs> on acid. <laughs> on acid. On acid. Because there's a point in the scene where she does, actually, the, the killer does the, the, <laughs> does acid. Yeah, and she doses her, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Because she has that vision of the pink woods, which I think mm-hmm. is awesome. Which, it looks, <laughs> I swear <laughs> Sorry, to God. God. Which it looks like, like wow, that looks incredible. Which, but you can literally just find those types of trees like anywhere. Really. Yeah, I think a lot of it was done through color correction, though. Oh yeah. <laughs> can you imagine like if someone took like tree <laughs> the trees and put like green screen like leaves <laughs> on just to get a color effect? That'd be great. That'd be great. That would be great. Um, Dustin, do it. <laughs> Dustin, green screen leaves. You wouldn't have to green screen leaves. They're green. Woke. <laughs> <laughs> Woke. <laughs> um, the pooping scene, I hate. It bothers mm. me so much. Yeah. Not that I hate and like I hate it as like I hate it in that it bothers me. It's gross. It's gross. Shouldn't shouldn't film somebody pooping. Shouldn't defecate. If they don't def- want to be filmed pooping. <laughs> Never film a person pooping if they don't want to be filmed pooping. John twenty seventeen. Take that boss. to your grave. <laughs> Another thing I have this movie that I really enjoy is how how much it differs from each one of his other films in the way it looks like with a movie like Apple Car and Black Heart and White Hell which are so dark in their in their can't talk in the mic I'm sorry I don't want so, to keep doing this but they're so dark and they can't hear you that's a problem <laughs> to, to <be> <laughs> yeah, go ahead sorry so dark in like the color scheme of the film Black and White yeah and then you've got the difference with this one, which is so bright. And bright, so colorful, pink, you know. Yeah, it's... And, uh, you know, um, snuff, it's very mm-hmm. natural. Yeah. Like, everything's done natural lighting. Yeah, and he he's 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 so good at what he well, does. Well, I've said but... he understands lighting better than any other independent filmmaker, I think. You yeah. What's that? Something's on me. It was a bug. <laughs> <laughs> Get off me. Um, the masturbation scene goes on a bit long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Who am I to complain about a good-looking girl diddling herself on camera? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to come off as a that kind of person. But as like a you shouldn't do that. You know, it's exploitive. Yeah. I'm not that kind of person. It just it kind of drags the movie down a little bit. Although I do like the the imagery that goes on during the scene. Yeah, like the the vomiting of like the blue and pink pinks. And, yeah, and like uh, the candles and stuff. You mm. know, all that stuff's really cool. My one big complaint with the film is I'm not super into how the film ends. Like, the way all that plays out... It's I, very abrupt. Very abrupt. It kind of just happens, you know what I mean? Yeah. It does leave itself open for a sequel, which is coming. Oh, really? Yes. I actually put down in my notes, like, part two, question mark. Yes. It is called... Uh, the Hornet's Disciple and the Scars She Left. Even longer title. <laughs> 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 but, um... Look at the notes here. Look through those notes. Tell me what you see. Tell me what you see. Tell me what you see. Hey, little mama, let me 
<laughs> God dang it. <laughs> we shouldn't not talk. It's <laughs> a big problem in a podcast uh, world. <laughs> sh- shut up. <laughs> Hornet Sting is a movie that the first time I watched it, I liked it. Yeah. I had problems with it. I was like, it kind of draws on a little too much. It, this, that, and the other. Yeah. Uh, upon second viewing, I actually found myself growing fonder of it. Yeah, which, which I think you kind of did the opposite of. Yeah, like I really enjoy this movie. I won't lie. I, I the, the mic's on my mouth. No, it wasn't. <laughs> God, I'm gonna mic. You gotta. Let, we gotta get mic stands. You can't do yeah, this. This is difficult. But I lost track when I was. <laughs> God dang it! <laughs> you, 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 I found myself liking the movie more. You kind of didn't. Yeah. The first time I watched it, I really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Well, this one, or well, this time around, I, I, while watching it, I really enjoyed it. It was just things I had against, not, not against it, but you know, I had problems I had with it. Yeah, it's certain things kind of bugged you more about this one yeah. than it did the first time. Where I kind of found some of the things that bugged me the first time around, I actually found myself not being bothered by it. Yeah. Also, something I like to point out out of all the movies, this is probably the most disturbing one. Oh, uh, yeah. There is something to the voyeuristic style of it yeah. that really does lend itself to being more disturbing, and it's a little more sleazy. Yeah, like it feels like a feels like a like a late like an early seventies European film, you know? Yeah, where like ever like there's just no one has clothes on through the entire movie, you know? <laughs> like everyone's just naked. Yeah, and the only thing I think that really ties with this one is the dad segment in Apple Cart. Yeah. With disturbing, it's disturbing, like... Yeah, yeah, I agree. But, yeah, I really enjoy all these movies. Me too. I do too. Um, I would be remiss without talking about the uh, the killer's monologue in Hornet's Thing, though. Oh, where she yeah. she talks about, like, do you want to be meat? You know? Also, the, the deer scene is so The animation. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. That whole scene in particular where she gives yeah. the monologue about how she got into photographing... Photographing, that is not a word. <laughs> Photographing. <laughs> you know. Me too, what that thing kind of reminded me of? Hmm? Jimmy Screamer Claws. Yeah, yes, that did remind me of Jimmy Screamer Claws. Yeah. And I'm, I meant to look in the credits, uh, but you know, when, when you're trying to get four movies in yeah. before the podcast, sometimes, you know, you forget to do things. But yeah. I wanted to see it. I was like, I, I don't think it was, I think it was done by Dustin, but yeah. it really, really did remind me of Jimmy Screamer Claws. And when I saw it, I was like, I was, I was wondering, like, did he do that? Yeah, me too. I was like, whoa, whoa, you know, like, it, it, the deer, the way the deer, the dead deer was animated, I was like, yeah. that looks like Screamer Claws. Yeah, it looks so cool, which, but we'll get to him one Oh, absolutely. Too. That guy's fantastic. <laughs> Shout out to Jimmy Screamer Claws! <laughs> Jimmy Screamer Claws, you, you are great. <laughs> You're a great guy. This has been know? a love fest episode. Yeah, We're just like... We're full of love for everyone. Yeah, bring it on in, guys. <laughs> we don't. We don't even know you. <laughs> we don't even know you. I talked about. I talked to Dustin Mills on Instagram one time about Alexa Bliss, <laughs> which is very interesting. Yeah, he likes wrestling. I don't know. So that. if he ever listens to this, he'll appreciate uh, us putting him over. Yeah, we're, we're putting you over, Dustin. Giving him the rub. We're giving him that Roman Reigns rub. What? <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> For people actually like you. Yeah, I was going to say, we're not giving him the <laughs> Roman Reigns rub at all. Cena rub, then. People don't like Cena. God dang it. Stone Cold. Stone Cold rub, there you we go. We give him the Stone Cold push. Stone Cold push. <laughs> and people who are not wrestling fans like, God dang it, yeah, show up about wrestling. Stop talking about wrestling. God, so God. stupid. <laughs> it's guys in their it's underwear. Fake. <laughs> it's guys in their underwear rubbing each other. <laughs> it's great. Aw, <laughs> oh, I was trying I, not I, to say that. That's what people always say. 
They're like, oh, Russia's gay. I'm like, shut up. You know what you're talking about, boy. Anyways, Hornets thing in the Holocaust. This has been kind of an off-the-rails episode. Woo. We've been, like, all over the place. But really, oh, Hornets thing in the Holocaust is an awesome movie. Check all these movies. All of them. What would you say is your favorite of the four? After watching it again, I'm probably going to say Apple Cart. Apple Cart? Yeah. See, Apple Cart moved up a lot. Yeah. But so did Hornet's Thing to me. Like, mm. now I feel like Hornet's Thing of the four is maybe my favorite. Yeah. Although, that's a ca- I got to like give a little like asterisk next to it, though, because Snuff It is just so much damn fun to watch mm-hmm. with people because people's minds are blown when they're watching it. They're like, what oh, is yeah. this? You know? That uh, movie's a, a good movie to give some memories while watching yeah, it. Yeah, because like, it's so disturbing. It's so vile. But because it's puppets, people laugh, laugh at it. Yeah. <laughs> It's like watching three, like the Three Stooges, if the Three Stooges were hitting each other with like knobs and stuff. Yeah, like, like if like when they hit somebody with a hammer, like Curly busted open. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it's like you're still laughing, but deep down you're like, that ain't cool, man. No, it's like that's messed up. <laughs> that is messed up. But I feel like out of all of Dustin's movies, the one I enjoy the most is probably the one that's getting the three part. Oh, her name. Yeah, that one's yeah. really. Good. And we're definitely gonna come back to the Crumple Shack. Oh, wait. I actually think I know what my actual favorite is. Hmm? Heart Attack. Oh, Heart Attack is really good. Oh, yeah. it's so funny. It is fun. I think my favorite's Invalid. Uh, yeah, that one's really good, too. Which we, we have a plan in the future for an episode. Um, Again, with Dustin's. With Dustin's, like, we're going to do Skinless, Kill That Bitch, and Invalid. Yeah. So, we're definitely going to do those films in the future. And when the Her Name Was Torment trilogy is done. We'll do it. We're going to cover it. So if he releases anything else that's highly disturbing, we'll do it too. Absolutely, you know. that's what we're giving you love, bro. You know, we said it in the beginning of the of the series. You know, we're not just going to cover disturbing movies. We're going to cover weird, yeah, strange, quirky, psychedelic, anything that's out of the normal. Yeah, anything cinema. weird. <laughs> yeah, and that's why hopefully this is tentative. Yeah. Next episode is going to be rape revenge. Yes, that is definitive. But we're covering Miss Forty Five, I Spit on Your Grave, and Thriller: A Cruel Picture, which I'm sure some people are like, "I spit in your grave." I thought you said you weren't going to cover anything well known. Well, yeah, that is true. We're kind of hypocritical by covering I Spit on yeah. Your Grave because it is a very well known, popular. I and mean, one day we're going to cover Campbell Holocaust. Absolutely, it's the most popular out of every disturbing movie. But we much. are our main goal is tackling the top disturbing movies yeah. of all time. Also. Can, can I mention something that we're, we're planning on doing? Well, that's what I was going to say. Okay. And the episode after that, tentatively scheduled, is something completely different. But I want to go ahead and say it in case after, you know, this is episode four, five is Rape Revenge. Yes. Six is hopefully going to be... I forget the name of the Jam. Jam. Yeah, yeah that's Which it. Which has been regarded as the most disturbing television show of all time. But, again, this is like... It's a comedy. Yes. It's a pitch, black, bleak, disturbing comedy. comedy. But, again, like a wrestling show, the card, card subject to change here. Because it's it's imp- the pits whenever he gets it in the mail. It's importing right now. That's why we thought about doing it after Crumple Shack, but we decided to flip the script. Yeah. And next is going to be the Rape Revenge films. Um, which, you know, Miss 45, Nice Peter in Her Grave, pretty well-known movies. Yeah. Thriller, lesser known. But... The goal of this show is to talk about disturbing, weird, trippy, goofy, cinema, oddball movies. Yeah. 
And, you know, through the course of it, we're going to hit the big, the, the heavy hitters. You know, we're going to mm-hmm. cover Ospanian Grave. We're going to cover Campbell Holocaust, Serbian film, Irreversible, you know, Human Centipede. We'll do the trilogy, you know. Also, I feel like we've given out a lot of shout-outs on this episode, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I'm going to give one more out to Go a YouTuber by the name of Shrouded Hand. Shrouded Hand, yeah. He recommend he, he didn't recommend this to, to us directly. Yeah, but, but through his uh, show, we found Jam. It, check it, check his channel out. He, mm-hmm. He's got a very small horror, horror disturbing movies like, yeah. channel. Check out horrible reviews. Yeah, he's we reference him every episode, and I felt like we'd be uh, amiss if we didn't bring him up at least once before we close this out. But because he hasn't done Dustin's films, so. yeah, yeah, that's the thing about Not it. Yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. He'll probably shit all over it because yeah, that's well, how he is. Yeah, that's how he is. But I like the guy. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty cool. Um, so Dustin Mills, great filmmaker. Oh yeah. Uh, Do not stop what you're doing, please. Please don't. Yeah, keep making your movies. He came out. His last movie that I know that he did was a co-adventure with uh, Mr. Parker and Brandon Sawkill, known as Halloween Spookies. Yeah, which we probably won't tackle because it doesn't. It's more traditional horror. It doesn't yeah. really fit into our criteria. Well, we're all about the weird, weird, nasty disturbing. Stuff. Yeah, weird, nasty, disturbing stuff like, like uh. We're gonna cover the gamut from like the violent shit series <laughs> to uh, that Japanese guy that did Orozco, <laughs> you know. Oh God, we're we doing we're we doing him soon. Oh, absolutely. Oh no. <laughs> so like that's the gamut of like stuff like from the absolute cheesy, silly uh, shot on video to the disturbing, real yeah. death stuff. So, but we're not gonna cover kind of like your typical horror movies. Yeah. Which uh, you know we could cover Howling Spookies because it is an independent film. Yeah, but it's more of like a your traditional horror movie. Yeah, I mean it's it's just not va- it's not mainstream, but it still is in that format of yeah, yeah, which is a roundabout way of saying go watch Halloween Spookies for free on YouTube because yeah. it's really really good. <laughs> yes, <laughs> took us a while to get to that, but you know I, <laughs> I do feel like you know the, the ideal of the show we do need to make sure it is we clear. the point. It's clear to what we're what our criteria is. I feel like since the first episode we've definitely grown as a show. Yeah, we ch- we changed our like Quite format kind of. Yeah. Because in the first episode we were like we're only doing films that are not very heard of. Yeah. And then we kind of just jumped in and was like, "Ah, Tetsuya films. <laughs> Pokeepsie tapes. Yeah, Pokeepsie <laughs> tapes, you know." So now is so now we will form- tackle horror. It's not like we're not going to do horror movies because I feel like everything yeah. we review today is a horror movie. Yeah, it's just you know the window it's got to fit into is like weird, uh, offbeat art house, disturbing, which is the big emphasis, or a movie or gross <laughs> that or maybe a film that's just legitimately terrifying. Yeah, but we're yeah yeah so. Kind of like Poughkeepsie tapes. Kind of like Poughkeepsie tapes, but, but I feel like Poughkeepsie tapes is disturbing. It fits yeah. into that window, you know what I mean. So I think we've got to cross what we're going to do. If, if you're still confused, then yeah, just we're just terrible at what we do. <laughs> we're very new to this game. Um, but again, as we said at the top of the show, twitter.com backslash sickoncinema or at sickoncinema, whatever you want No to spaces. Do. No spaces. I don't think uh, you can even add spaces in the tag You there. can do like underscores. Yeah. We should make an Instagram account. We're going to do an Instagram eventually and probably Facebook and all that jazz. Yeah. But for now... At Sick on Cinema is the best place to get a hold of it. Yeah. Or send us emails at sickoncinema at gmail.com. Yes, sir. I am John. I am Matt. And we're going to see you when we talk about some rape revenge films. One of the most controversial of all, of all genres of disturbing movies. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed this 
probably a very long edition of Sick on Sunday. It's not actually not that long. It's only like an hour and 15. Really? Yeah. Because I remember we, <laughs> we were talking about uh, Apple Car, and we were like, oh, wow, this is like 30 minutes already. Yeah. Uh, but I am John. I'm Ap. And we love you. We love every single one of you. I just want you to know that the love that I feel is real.